everyone. Welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. If this is the first day of you joining me, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time out to spend with me. And if you are returning, welcome back, welcome, welcome, welcome back. I appreciate you, your support, and everything that you share and do. And um, thank you. Thank you. So grand rising to everyone and sending love and light out to you all and hoping everyone is doing well and staying well during this time and times thereafter, right? Because this too shall fade away, we pray, right? Um, But today's episode, I just wanted to share a little bit of information, me, things, something that's been on my mind, something that I've had conversations about. But um, we I've had a conversation with a, a dear friend. Uh, we went to school together, graduate school. We worked together um, as educators and a very dear friend. And we were talking and she just, she brought a term to mind that I totally forgot about and it's it's being on your knees and I know it's it's not something derogatory so take your heads out the gutter okay (laughs) not that kind of being on your knees Um, but in times of stress in times of turmoil when we're struggling with ourselves in times of almost at our bottom and sometimes that may be our bottom, depending on who we are. We may see it as our bottom. But um, from the term being on your knees, it just means that you have succumbed and you, you just surrender. Right? You're, you're surrendering. And what happens when we're on our knees, for me, I tend to think more about situations and things that I'm going through and while they're on my knees you know you're meditating you're praying whatever spiritual uh, whatever religious spiritual guidance that you you follow you do at that point and it's like wow so talking with her she mentioned that and I was like whoa yeah. And I can feel her her struggle, her turmoil. It's like the sadness in her voice was just automatically upon me. And prior to her even mentioning or or you know talking about the situation, we had the biggest laugh. I mean, when I tell you it was a therapeutic laugh, I haven't laughed that hard in some time, okay? Like, it was that gut-riching. She was snorting. I had tears in my eyes. My stomach was hurting from just using my muscles, and it was just a good laugh. And the laugh was was one of those laughs. I don't know if you ever watched uh, the movie Mary Poppins, the original where they were laughing with the um, her uncle and they were and he was floating in the ceiling and they started laughing and they're floating in the ceiling and that's what I had pictured in my head. We were laughing just that hard and I right now at this moment I still can't tell you what brought us to that roaring laughter but I know it was something that we both needed 
And it was cleansing of the soul. We needed that good, hearty laugh. And I, yeah, again, I don't know what we were laughing about, but the shit was funny as hell. Okay, because we were just rolling. And um, like I said, she was snorting. I was had tears in my eyes. I started snorting. It, it was just amazing. Um, but after that release of laughter came that overwhelming sadness that she had in her. And initially, she wasn't going to have this conversation with me, but something i guess she felt that comfort and felt that uh the the ability to be vulnerable at the moment and she you know released what was uh plaguing her and she's she just she's just said i'm i'm on my knees and i i don't know what to do and so um i mentioned to her that i i to go to therapy just to kind of clear my head and um regroup and I said nothing wrong with that and so she disclosed that she was to going to therapy and I was like great um so she asked me have I ever been there and I, I, I yes I have I've been on my knees and damn near on my ass if not on my ass on some points and she just kept asking me she was like no really I was like yes yes so she couldn't believe that I too have been in positions as such that where you're just ready to just give up. And I said, most of us have been, we just don't say it. Uh, we find ways around it and getting through it. Some of us, some of us succumb to it and then, you know, that's it. But yes, I've been there, been, been in there and been on my ass, been in, Yes, yes, and yes. So I'm sharing that piece because the persona and the way we present ourselves can, can seem like we've never had those hardships, right? It's unbelievable to some people that you've been through those turmoils, you've been jobless, you've been homeless, you've been, you know, um, at death's door, you've been kicked out of your home. You've been these these terrible things that we we find detrimental to ourselves and to our our being. We've all been there on certain levels and depending on the individual, it can be devastating, right? Some people can look at the same situations like, "Oh, that's fine. All you have to do is this, this and and you're back on the road." But then for other people, it can be that bottom. So it, you know, we don't know what others are going through. So it, it's just that brought that to mind when she kept asking me, really, really? And and she was just so taken back that I've been there and, and been in that position. And, you know, we just all have on some level. It just looks different for each and every one of us because we are individuals. But anyway, back to that so we continue our conversation and I, I say to her, you know, you're not alone. And I know it feels like you're alone, but you're not alone. And, you know, being on your knees is one step further to getting up, all right, and getting on your feet. And she's like, 
yeah, that's that's what I would I was told that, you know, being on your knees is halfway there to being on your feet. I say, yeah, it's like the glass half full, right? Is it half empty or is it half full? It's all in your perception and how you see you in that position. And I see being on your knees in that same light because being on your knees, yeah, you're close to being on your ass, but you're also that much closer to being on your feet. All you have to do is make the motion to stand, right? All you have to do is make that motion to stand. So, you know, letting her know that I also let her know, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm here for you because we all need support on some level. All right. And even though we're distances apart, coast apart, we can still be supportive to one another and be an ear, be that sounding board for someone else. And that can make a world of difference just to listen. We don't have to offer advice. We don't have to have the answers. We don't have any of that. All some people need is someone to listen and and not be judgmental to their situation because they're being vulnerable sharing a part of them with you and what they're going through. So being judgmental does not help matters or help the person feel better or get better or make the choices to do better. With that, so I say to her, you know, we, we, we continue our conversation and it, it valleys and peaks, right? And so I said to her, we're in this together. It's a sisterhood. And if I call you my sister, I'm standing by you. I got your six. We're, we're, I'm standing alongside you. We're going to do this. So with that, I offer my hand to help her up. And that's what we have to do with each other. We see each other down. Some people have the tendency to keep knocking that person down and just beating them in the head and just getting them closer to the floor. And it's like, no. Reach your hand out and help. It doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to be, you know, you're giving up your house or giving up a part of you. But you're sharing a part of you and you're you're being a friend. You're being helpful. You're being a, another sounding board, another piece in their life that can help, can, you know, can, yeah, can help, can help. So I says, you know, I said to her, I was like, nowadays we need help. We need that hand. It's not easy to do these things, some of these things by ourselves. There are some things we can get up and do by ourselves, but some things we do need a hand, and it's okay to take the hands that are offered to you. Now, you can't take everybody's hand. Let me put that out there. Everybody who reaches their hand out to help you, sometimes they're ready to cut it off. And that's a real reality that we um, sometimes don't face until we reach for that hand and then we find ourselves back on our knees because that hand um, smited, it, smited us. So... I say that with caution that you take somebody's hand, be mindful of the hand you're taking as well, because that hand can be detrimental to you in, in that same token as trying to help you. So just kind of know the hand that you're taking and um, use your intuition to, to really search inside that individual to see if they are true to 
what it is that they're offering to you. And that's very hard, especially in these times where everyone is always out to get something from somebody. Um, it's, it's really just one of those things that we have to look at it and take our chances. There's a lot of things in life that I have done that I've stepped out on faith and some of the things have worked and some really didn't. And it was like, okay, it's, it was a choice I made and I knew what the consequences were going to be if it did not come to pass. And here I am. So now what I'm going to do from this point forward? And that's how we have to look at a lot of things that we do. So with that, um, I, I outstretched my hands and I was like, I'm here to help you. You know, let's, let's do this. Let's keep each other accountable and we can move forward. So, um, it, it was kind of, it was a really heavy, heavy conversation. So, um, I, I have a tendency, which is a good and bad thing to find some humor in certain situations. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it bites me in the ass. So, Hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. I'm, I'm not the, the stand-up comic, but so I said, you know, I told her like nowadays I need a hand to help me up because my ass is getting old. Okay. My knees crack. I have, uh, I think I may have arthritis. I'm sure I live with Arthur somewhere in this body of mine, um, due to the army and working as a staff nurse and things like that, lifting and pulling. Yeah. Arthur lives somewhere in this body. So with that, when this old girl gets on her knees, she needs a hand sometimes to get herself back up. Otherwise, you're going to hear all kinds of noises and things going on in this body that you never knew existed. Um, but uh, it was a nice chuckle. Like, yeah, it was a nice chuckle with that. And she was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm just about as old as you are. Um, she's like, if not older. And yeah, so a hand will be helpful. So we, we, we gave each other a hand because sometimes I even need a hand. You, you know, even the person still standing still needs a hand to steady them. And that's another thing to remember as well. Even though you're standing, you get wobbly, okay? I call myself a weeble wobble. Um, and if you guys ever know, I don't know, you know, the age range for the listeners range uh, far and wide. So... Weeble wobbles were those those toys that we played with, the Fisher Price toys, and you knock them down, they bounce back up. I call myself a weeble wobble because my behind has been knocked down so many times, and I just wobble myself back up and sit back in my position to do it all over again. Um, now I don't do the same thing that knocked my behind down again. I try not to. Sometimes it, it, it you know, in youth it, it does escape you, but in my um, advanced age, and it's not that advanced, but as I have gotten older, I have learned to bob and weave and keep myself up a little bit more. But uh, yeah, it's just those things that you, you learn in life and you make those choices. So a lot of things for me, I choose not to stay down. I, I can't. I, I don't like the feeling of being down. And we all go through those moments of depression and anxiety. Uh, no one is exempt from that. We, it, it just shows itself in different ways. So, but we do experience those moments. And when we experience those moments, 
it's where it's hardest to make those choices. And one of the things I, I do is I, I choose not to succumb to, to it. Now, do I say it doesn't affect me? No, it does. I can't say that it doesn't. It does affect me. It affects the choices I make. It, it, it affects the, the people that are around me. So yeah, so it, it, it does affect me. But the way I process it and the choices I make to deal with it is what changes things. And that's going to be the difference. So this week, um, I have started to make myself more accountable to self uh, and, and checking in with self. And some days it's hard. Like I Another friend of mine checked me last night and was like, you're doing too much. You have your hand in so many things that you're messing up the good things. So we talk about, you know, focusing and doing this and and being the best for one thing and doing that one thing well, you know, and I forgot about that. I forgot about the same advice I give, you know, my my students, my patients, you know, my my husband, you know, we 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 juggle all these balls in the air and this is something my friend and I were talking to um about was that we juggle so many balls in the air and I juggle several. It it's um I never juggle glass balls. That's one thing I I've learned not to do. Um and again, it's something you learn because sometimes we do tend to juggle glass balls. But um, I, I have learned not to juggle glass balls, but the balls I juggle are balls that can be dropped and picked back up. So sometimes we juggle these balls, right? And we have all these things in play in the air. And then as we get tired, we, we, we can't keep up, right? We can't keep up. So a ball falls. And then... We look at that ball and we either can stop juggling and pick up that ball and put it back in circulation, or we can wait a little bit until we get a good rhythm going and then pick up that ball. But either way, that ball gets picked back up and back in circulation. And that's the difference in, you know, juggling and and, and doing things. Sometimes you have to drop something for a period of time and get the other things that are circulating perfected or at a place where you can and are ready to pick up the next ball to put in circulation. And then you can put that focus on that ball. So that was a good check for me, right? Because I do have several things in circulation and none of the things that I have circulating are stellar. Like none of them are, I mean, I think one thing is at a place that I can say it's good. One thing out of the five or six balls that I have juggling in the air. And even though that's not terrible because at least one thing is in a good place, but I want I, that's not how I, I want it. I don't want to present things to anyone half-assed. I want to <laughs> I want to be whole ass. Sorry, I, I couldn't help that. <laughs> so sorry to all my listeners who listen to that piece. Um, again, it's me. That's who I am, right? That that this is just it's just who I am. But um, I I just like to see something, and I I think that's the problem. I'm not seeing the outcomes of the things that I'm doing. So, you know, when I was talking to both of my friends yesterday at different times, um, one, I was, you know, I was her sounding board and one, she was my sounding board, which is great. Or 
my my fact checker for myself. I I call her and uh, she and I I only share things with people that are going to be honest and true to me. I don't want anyone that's going to sugarcoat information and tell me what they think I want to hear. It doesn't help me. It doesn't benefit me. And um, with that, I don't feel like you're being a true friend to me because I want you to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I want you to be honest with me. And that is one of the things that I can say about the people that the handful of sister and brotherhood that I have with me, it's a collective of not only artists, but healthcare practitioners. And, and we are one thing and that is a hundred percent honest with one another, because we know that that is the only way that that's going to help us be our true selves in, in, in its entirety. So, um, it, it was just a, it, it, it was that awakening that I needed, that that slap in the face, that that aha moment, whatever you, it is to you, that light bulb. It was that moment, and I had two of those moments yesterday with each one of my friends. And one was that moment where I need to focus, narrow in my focus on what I'm going to put my energy into, and I put my energy into a lot of things. So I need to um, really devise a plan. And sit down and have some goals. And, and I have several goals and, you know, notebooks and journals all over the place with different things written in. And I just feel, as my friend said, um, I'm scattered. And she can see that I'm scattered. And when other people can see that you're scattered, that's a slap in the face. Because it's one thing for you to know you're scattered, but for the outside people to see that you're scattered, yeah. That's not something I, I want to be seen. And the fact that we see each other on Zoom and things like that, not even in person, and she can see that that's very intuitive of her. But then it's intuitive of me because I can see it also in her when she's not in a place where I normally like to see her. So, yeah, so that's that, that's that thing. And that's intuitive about my other friend as well because... For some reason, she has been on my spirit, and I reached out on Easter to wish her happy Easter and things like that. Because I do know she still she she celebrates um, the the religious holiday, and so with that, she reached back out to me. And so yeah, it's just you you people resonate into your spirit, and when they do. It, it's that time where it says, hmm, let me call them and see how they're doing. And it's okay to, if it's been months, sometimes for some, one of my friends, it's been years that we haven't spoken. I'm like, her daughter's 18. And the last time I saw her daughter, it was, she was, I think, maybe seven. Uh, and we reached back out to each other and checked in. And that's, that's good friendship. That's true friendship. You don't have to speak every day, and then when you do speak, you pick up where you left off, and those are far and few between, and I have to say, looking at my life, I am truly blessed to have as many people in my circle that is of great value to me, that I can call sister and brother, and, um, and mean it, and it be true. Uh, so yeah, so just check your circle and see if anyone is uh, floating. 
And if you look to see if anyone needs a hand to get back up. And if you're willing, and it's a commitment, it really is, to be someone's um, hand and helping them up sometimes. And again, it shouldn't be a financial burden of any sort like that. It should be just you helping out of the kindness of your heart because you want to see your fe- your friends and fellow sister or brother back on their feet. All right, we're so quick to kick somebody down. Let's try helping each other up. All right, let's try lifting each other and 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 keeping each other upright and and straightening out each other's crown. And I, you know, I think everyone has saw or has read the the saying um straighten don't straighten each other's crown in in public, you straighten it in private and behind closed doors. Never shout someone out in public. Okay, that's just rude and disrespectful, and that's not true to that person. Um, You want to do it in private and do it with a kind heart. Don't be blaming. Don't be judging. Don't don't do any of those things. You do it out of the kindness of your heart because you want to see your fellow brother and sister be successful. And that, again, is a treasure. So with that, I leave you with again, to check in on your friends and family and those who may be in your circle that may be on a knee. And who knows, you may catch them just as they're on one knee, right, before they really get down there. And that's a great thing, all right? So catch them before they get down, before they fall, before they get to that knee. But in any token, lend a hand, and be true with that hand you lend. No judgment, just you being a friend. Because who knows when you may need that same hand or even a hand in general to help you. So with that, I close out for you guys. I think that's uh, uh, my morning um, or my episode for the day, which is to take a knee and if you're on a knee and you need a hand go ahead and reach up for a hand it's all right it doesn't show weakness that actually shows the greatest of your strength um oh and i close out with a quote i forgot about my quote oh my goodness yes i can't forget about my quote so my quote of the day is actually from confucius Yes, this is a Confucius quote, and I think it's fitting for today's episode, right? So Confucius says, a man is great, not because they haven't failed. A man is great because failure hasn't stopped him or her. Now, how great is that? That is the quote I was writing on my whiteboard for my students as I was talking to my friend yesterday and then we had that lovely conversation thereafter and I was like wow that is profound so I shared it with her and now I shared it with you so with that I leave you with love and light and I pray you all have an amazing day week month 
whatever, however the time span it is between you listening from one episode to another. I appreciate you. I value you. And I want you to all take care of yourself and each other because I am my brother and sister's keeper. If you haven't joined or subscribed, uh, please do so. You can also reach out to me on email. I am dc at thesoulfuleclectic.com, and that is my email address. Or you can find me on Facebook. I am dc, the soulful eclectic, on Facebook. And also you can find me on Instagram, the.soulfuleclectic. And I am happy to talk to anyone. I'm happy to listen to your feedback. Uh, Shoot me an email. Shoot me a message on the Facebook or Instagram. And I will definitely get back to you. So thank you again for tuning in. And I look forward to hearing from you all. Thank you. Many blessings. Namaste.